Hello and welcome to the Doctor Who Show's podcast of Decision 3. I'm Dave and once again I'm joined by three of our good friends. Mark, Rob and Richard. And once again we're going to play the podcast of Decision. Guys, thank you very much for joining us once again. We'll now get into our podcast of Decision. For those who aren't aware, we have two parts and we'll start now with part one. Which we call the first part. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to part one. This is a very simple premise and that is, as we've said on our previous podcast of decision the time space visualizer has run out of memory capacity and we need to jettison 75 percent of its record and so therefore we're going to go around draw four items out of the little bowl here and we can only save one of them the other three are obliterated destroyed and erased from the records however we each have a joker card we can play to save one other item across the rounds So, that being the case, Richard, you're sitting to my right. right. Why don't you draw out first four random items? All right, I'll shut my eyes because I can kind of see some what's in the box. So I'll, <laughs> I'll shut my eyes and I haven't got my eyes shut. All right, I've got four and they yeah. are Leela. Oh. Hmm. Kef McCulloch. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bye Kef, bye. Kef the Hammer. The Hammer. <laughs> McCulloch. Eric Saywood. Oh. And. World enough and time the doctor falls. Oh, that suddenly got a bit harder. Yes, yeah, it did actually. Well, I can see a Joker card coming out here. I think. <laughs> well, Richard, do you want to start us with that round? Well, given the reception that <laughs> Kef McCulloch got when he was brought out, can we agree maybe that we're not going to save Kef McCulloch? I don't think he's as bad as everyone says overall, but at his worst, he's pretty bad. I don't think anybody could save Kef McCulloch, not even Kef. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm happy. Bye-bye, Kef. You did appear in Delvin the Batman. Okay, yeah. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Bye, Kef. uh, What's his real first name? Is it Kef? Has anyone ever actually found out? (laughs) It's Kef and Awful. (laughs) Oh, boom. (laughs) All right, so, so we're down to three. So we have Leela, Eric Saywood, and World Enough and Time the Doctor Falls. Now, I'll start by saying I thought they were great episodes, World Enough and Time the Doctor Falls. Agreed. Um, and I think probably Capaldi's two best episodes. Well, probably, yes. Certainly, well, certainly the ones I saw. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, three of them. <laughs> I have seen more than that. So what do we feel about... So I'm actually quite happy to take World Enough and Time the Doctor Falls through, I think. How do we feel, say, about Eric Saywood and Leela? I feel better about Leela than Eric Saywood, unfortunately, for Eric. Right. He, he's a divisive fellow, isn't he? I can hear, you know, I can hear lots of people screaming, I just get rid of Eric right now. Happily, um, I don't think Eric gives a stuff about what anyone thinks about him. Especially those last two books he's written, no. <laughs> but don't forget, he did script out it. Like, like, when he, as we discussed in the uh, Footy to Doomsday Christmas special a couple of years ago, once he sort of got his feet under the desk and knew what he's, he was doing, season 21, for example, is a really good season. It is. Like it is. And, and, and Earthshock he wrote is a great story. Mm. Um, Visitation. Visitation's a really good story. Like, Revelation? Like, yeah. Revelation exists. Um, <laughs> a lot of people like... It on your shelf. <laughs> I, I got the book yesterday. It returned up in the post. Look, look Revelation's not my personal favourite, but I know it has a very high regard for mm. a lot of fans. Yep. So I don't think he's easy to dismiss, but is he as good as well enough in time? No. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that was a really good It was. Episode. It was a good set of episodes. I mean, obviously, both Eric's high points and that story also feature Cyberman. 
Um, well, Dave's right. I mean, he did shepherd season 21 into existence. Yeah, and, 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 and he brought Robert Holmes back to the series where JMT probably wouldn't have had a bar of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as such, case of Androzani probably wouldn't exist. But he also inflicted the trial season on us. Well, he um, was forced to inflict it on us, really. No, no, he could have no. gone. I mean, he, really, he could, he could have yes. resigned. Yes, he could have left he, he prior to that. Yeah, that's true, but, yeah. And when Robert Holmes said, hey, I've got this idea, let's do evidence from the past, present and future, he could have thought about it for more than 30 seconds and gone, dude, that doesn't work. <laughs> Rather than just, Robert, everything you say is glorious. I, I, I shall do as you bid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holmes has spoken. Let's park Eric, literally and metaf- metaphorically for a second. Leela. Now, starts off great. Very yep. strong, ends up... Not quite as great. Not married to Andrew. Again, not yes. quite as great. Um, I think the concept of Leela works well. Yeah. Mm. And she has the huge advantage of her first eight episodes are written by Chris Boucher. Mm. Yep. Then I think the next six are written by Robert Holmes. Mm-hmm. Then four by Terence Dix, then another four by Chris Boucher. Now, if you wanted a lineup of writers to write your first sort of 20 episodes, mm. that's about as good as you're going to get. stretch, isn't it? As opposed yeah. to, say, who wrote Mel's first 20 episodes. Who? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, whilst her character's very good, I, I must admit I have no particular attachment to Leela. I, I don't think she's bad, but I don't think she's in the top tier of companions. And No. No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. okay. yeah. Well, that actually was a far easier discussion than I thought it was going to be. Why, Leela? So, uh, you're so banished right, to Leela. be finished forever? So, okay, so we're down at Eric Saywood and World Enough and Time. Mm. Is someone willing to, to play a Joker and uh, keep them both? Do you know what would make those two episodes even more perfect? Is that Twice Upon a Time didn't follow it. So even though those two episodes there are very, very good, there's always that slight, oh my God, it actually went on for a little bit longer. Although you could say the same thing about Eric, really, with season 23. He went over that a little bit longer. So season 23 was his Twice Upon a Time? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, look, for me, I, I, would, I would lean very much towards the two episodes that Richard's pulled out. I think their impact on the Capaldi era. I think a lot of people probably watched those episodes and thought, hey, Capaldi's not as bad as we may think he is. Mm-hmm. Their influence does drift back and it does. sort of help to overlay his doctor, doesn't it? Yeah, and you, you sort of wonder what the hell Moffat was doing prior to that. It, it took this time to bring these two episodes to fruition or mm. to write the, this, this quality of story. And, and look, admittedly, the last episode is let down by the fact that the doctor doesn't regenerate because Moffat decided that. that well, no, the, the BBC decided. Well, the, we need a Christmas episode. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate that sort of yep. other factors got in the way of the yeah. purity of the storytelling, but you can't sort of detract from those two episodes because of that. It's the equivalence of Case of Androzani and then Twin Dilemma, isn't that right? Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, mm. very much. Mm. And, and no one talks down caves because Twin comes next, do they? No, no. they shouldn't. No. No. You're right. No, you're right. Well, no. I'm, I'm sold on board enough in time. All right, so taking that one through, does anybody yes. want to play their Joker and uh, save Eric? Look, Eric, Eric has his strengths, and as you say, when, he, when he's writing well, I mean, Revelation is great for me. Uh, certainly Earthshock is a, is a quality story, and season 21 again, but the way he conducted himself after he left that Starburst interview, yep. which was just you know a screed of bile that still echoes down the decades... <laughs> Um, somebody's actually animated that online yeah. not really yeah somebody's actually done like a talk show situation and what, yeah what did we say only hate keeps me alive <laughs> <laughs> certainly just look, by looking at him recently that is the only thing keeping him alive but certainly not a career um, so uh, yeah. um, oh, oh, meant to keep the bloody oh, defamation oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
look, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw a joke around the table to save Eric. No, 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 no. Sorry, Eric. In the bin, boy, Eric. In the bin, so we're history. So yeah. we're taking through well enough in time, and the yes. doctor falls. Yes. Yeah, wow. That's, All uh, right. That's a first for us. So anyway. let's pass the bowl of decision over to Rob. <laughs> oh. The bowl of wrestle on. All right. I have pulled four out. The first one is Captain Jack. Bye. Oh, <laughs> that, that's actually very funny, Mark. Well done. <laughs> oh, I just got it. Greatest show in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jeez, I've pulled out a couple of winners so far. <laughs> Here's a third one. The Horns of Nymon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like pulling the worst handout in cards. Pip and Jane Baker. <laughs> so just to reiterate, we have Captain Jack, the greatest show in the galaxy. Uh, the Horns of Nymon and Pip and Jane Baker. Both, both now deceased? <laughs> no, one is. No, Jane's deceased, Jane, I think. Jane, Pip, no, Pip, Pip. Pip is still alive, I think. Yeah, Pip, Pip, Pip. Alright, <laughs> nice. For me to be a decision between the two stories... Yes? Uh, I would definitely have Captain Jack in contention. Right. Mark? Bye-bye, Pip and Jane. Let's just, let's just go for the easy one first. Let, let's talk about Pip and Jane, because there have been new series fans who don't know their impact on the show. So... Impact... Quotation marks. Let's let's talk about Pip and Jane's contribution to Doctor Who. Hmm. Mark of the Rani, I'm not a fan of, but hmm. I know others are, and that's sort of their big, big standalone story. At the point where Trial of the Time Lord was about to fall down, they couldn't make a third segment. Pip and Jane step in and wrote Terror of the Vervoids, which I think is Colin's best, least most fun story. At the point where Robert Holmes dies, Eric Saywood resigns, and they say, look, we just need part four in this story, and we need it sort of yesterday... Pip and Jane Baker write it. When JT is told you actually are producing a new series of Doctor Who and we need the first script in a week, again, Pip and Jane write it. Mm. Um, I don't think that um, Part 14 of Troll is particularly good. I don't think Time of the Run is particularly great. It's interesting. They sort of are doing some nice concepts. But you've got to give them credit for just delivering it to probably the lowest point of the show's history. Mm. Just someone that JT could turn to and go, for the love of God, just write me a script that works. And these scripts always worked. Well, in the sense that they came out to 25 and a bit minutes. They, <laughs> they had to start in all the things. That's correct. They produced dialogue that people spoke. <laughs> Look, it's hard. I mean, obviously, if you come in at the very last minute, and apparently it was the last it, it was, minute yeah, it possibly was. could. And they did, it, yep. they did that last episode in about three days. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Apparently, they just pumped it out. Which with, is, with, with lawyers standing over their shoulder mm. making sure they couldn't do anything that Saywood or Holmes had done. Yeah, right. which is, which is un- unfortunate, and but that's just a fact. When of all they needed was a script editor standing over their shoulders actually showing them what to do. That's yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not someone who was uh, motivated by bile. And whom hatred only kept alive. Look, in this cavalcade of... <laughs> Mediocrity. <laughs> I, I would say Pip and Jane are out, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, there are others I'm willing to fight for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, yes. there's, yeah, exactly. Yes. So Pip and Jane in the vortex of uh, Doom. Doom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, I'm yeah. trying to pick up that line from the last episode of the Troll of a Time Lord where they covered that, themselves in glory. They've into the. Uh, they've gone into the megabyte modem. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I think that decision was definitely catharsis of spurious morality. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. That's what I wanted. And after that tumultuous buffeting, let's keep going. So uh, again. Um, it, look, it may be that these are actually in the order of preference, but Captain Jack at the top here on the table, greatest show in the galaxy in the horns of Nymon. Mark? Uh, Captain Jack goes. I find him really annoying. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't fight to save Captain no, Jack. No, I think he's really annoying, and in fact, you know, he's... he's, he's John well, why is Barrowman, he annoying? Why is he annoying? Oh, just, 
I just don't think it provides much value apart from I don't know just double on Trump no I was going to say I just don't get it, it didn't really work for me look I think he probably worked better with, with Eccleston than he did yeah, with, with, with Tennant, with Tennant I, yeah. I would probably say that at least but I'm going to say I really like Captain Jack particularly as you said in the Eccleston season yeah he's a different character he brings in a different sort of humour he brings in some diversity to Doctor Who, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah. He's played really well. I mean, some of those lines he gets, particularly when he's doing all that stuff solo and Bad Wolf, and it's you know, yep. him with the um, the two androids and everything, like that's really good. He gets the heroic death. Uh, he gets to sort of um, actually be the one who kind of calls the Tenant Doctor out on a few occasions when he comes back, yeah. he, which which I really like. I, I think he's a really good character. John Barrowman is annoying, but we're not... We're not, I know, we're not, I we're know, not doing John Barron. We're doing, we're doing Captain Jack. I think when you talk about it, though, I've got to separate the Captain Jack from Doctor Who to the Captain Jack we saw in Torchwood. And unfortunately, well, I watch Tor- you know that I, I've got the tor- although that Torchwood uh, Captain Jack as opposed to you just rattled out you well, know, the stuff he did Eccleston. What about the Children of Earth Captain? Jack? Actually, that was really good. Exactly, that was really good. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, but I'd still get rid of him. Mm. Yeah, actually, I thought that was a very, very good uh, series of episodes actually, and. The ending, you know, where he sacrifices, spoilers, uh, his grandchild, but I thought was actually very uh, confronting. Yeah, 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 so it turns out his grandchild yeah. weighs 73 kilos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a little joke for those who get it. Oh, no. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. Doesn't, it, it's a character that doesn't resonate with me a lot. And, and no. the fact he keeps... He keeps dropping in interviews every three weeks saying, I've got to come back to Doctor Who. It's like, like it's his, I want to be in the 50th it's anniversary. Yeah, like, but know, again, again... I know, it's, I know. It's, it's got the actor, it's the I character. Know, I, know. I, know. I, I would be inclined to keep Captain Jack. I certainly enjoyed his first appearance, uh, the Doctor Dancers, and uh, that, that two-parter. Right. And, and the Children of Earth, I think he was particularly... The character yeah. was particularly strong and had, had interesting things to do. Uh, so I'm inclined to keep him but we'll, we'll see what the what, what about the two stories uh, well look I know there's a, there's a bit of nostalgic love for the horns of Nymon but I think I, I, I rate Radishow and the Galaxy a little bit better as, I, as what it's trying to achieve I really want to like Gratishow and the Galaxy and every few years I put it on wanting to <laughs> like wanting to see it the way other people see it I mean I know fans that rate that as a favourite story ever mm. and, and I put it on wow. they're high <laughs> <laughs> and I put it on knowing the things that others read into it knowing the things that they see in it and things they like about it and I can see them I get it but it never really impacts for me Captain Cook I just find annoying not not, not clever mm. uh, Mags I kind of find you know a bit of a one note sort of thing the Chief Clown's great I think the Ringmaster's great y- yes the subtext is there and I appreciate it but it just doesn't land for me yeah what do you think about the two stories Richard if, if I had to choose between them, I, I'm actually going to be contrarian and say I'd actually choose the Horns of Nymon. And it's probably, look, it's a nostalgia thing. I can just chuck on the Horns of Nymon and just have it's fun. fun. Uh, it is, yeah. it's fun. The cast, look, I don't think it's a great story. The cast clearly are having a lot of fun doing it. I think it's a very good story for Lala Ward. I think it's Lala Ward's best story. Um, I yeah. think she gets a lot to do because Tom clearly is, is off, you know, in, 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 well, I was going to say entertaining the kiddies. So she actually gets to drive a lot of the narrative. Yeah. Mm. And don't forget part three of Horns of Nymon, which is actually really dark because mm. that's where Romana that's goes off to. really dark. Yeah, yeah, where she basically goes to a, a world, uh, Krinoth, where the alien invasion has literally succeeded. And you've just got the end of this world that's been destroyed by the Nymons. Husk. Yeah, and you don't get that in Doctor Who very often. You don't mm. get to actually see this is this is what can happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Horns of Nymon, as I said, just for 
pure fun. It is. It's fun. I don't mind Greatest Show either. I think I called it a couple of years ago that it was in my underrated top five. But uh, if I want to have a, I suppose a comfort Doctor Who story, yeah. I'd go for Long something on. like that. With yeah. a, you know, so the BL3. Are we eliminating Greatest Show? I, th- I think. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Right. Right. Which leaves us with Captain Jack and Horns of Nymon. I'm going to go with Dave. I would vote to keep Captain Jack, and yep. I would vote to eliminate Horns of Nymon. I'm going to keep Horns of Nymon in. Cap- goodbye, Captain Jack. And I must have, I would do the same. Right. So. What happens in this case, Dave? Someone. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll play my Joker. Oh. Yeah. And oh, I'll, yeah. I'll save Captain Jack, and you guys can right. Horns of so Nymon. You've got the benefit. You know what's in the bowl. So <laughs> you know what hasn't come out yet. Lovely. But, all right. So we have. We're keeping both Captain Jack and Nymon. Excellent. Yep, happy with that. Okay, so we'll pass the bowl of Rassilon over to Mark. That sounds like a... Sound the horn of Rassilon. <laughs> that sounds like a big finish reading to happen, isn't it? The horns on my mind <laughs> meets Captain Jack. <laughs> the House Stammers Walker's Books. Oh, very good, Dave. Good choice. The Cushing Movies. Oh, Dave. Jeez, Dave, you're a monster. <laughs> Utopia, Sound of Drums, Last of oh. Time Wars Trilogy. I don't know which one of those three go as far as I'm concerned. Here come yeah. the drums, here come the drums. The Keys of Marinus. Hey. Very conflicting there, of uh, contrasting, so, I should uh, say. I want to save them all. This is not Pokemon, Dave, you can't save them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, it's your round. Talk us through. Okay, right. So, let's go through these quickly. The House Stammers Walker's books. Fantastic times. Let's be honest. When the '60s came out, that really shattered a lot of the myths around the. Uh, the Indeed, that the really is a defining show. book. Yep. Absolutely. I still, though, the '60s, '70s, '80s books are still fantastic to this day, and their handbooks as well. Ultimate reference material, which I think I still look at occasionally. So I would definitely plumb for them. The Cushing movies. Now, I think they're fun. I think they're real. The, the, the especially the first Dalek story. Mm. That was my. First, um, I suppose, uh, viewing of the initial Dalek story was actually on Likewise. the Cushing yeah. one. So I've still got a lot of fun memories with it. They are popcorn movies. They're big, bright, brash. Yep. The speech, and obviously in the first one's a little bit on the slow side. But really, for a condensed view or a condensed yeah. version of, the, of those first two Dalek serials, I don't yep. think you can really go past them. They're okay. essentially like Batman, the Batman TV show, but the yes. Daleks. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're colourful. You can show them to the kids. Oh, I really like them. Yeah. The first one particularly. Yeah. And yeah. as a five-year-old, that was regular viewing. That first one particularly. Yeah. 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 I yeah. still think the second one's actually really quite good. Too. They're, they're both good. Yeah. Was it Channel 9 who used to frequently show them? Channel 7, I or think, showed. Channel I, I 7 showed. I remember I got up, I would have been probably 9 or 10. I remember getting up at like 4 in the morning or something. One mm-hmm. of them was on. Yeah, yes. one of them was like their late, 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 late. Very late movie. It's <laughs> yeah. like three thirty or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I remember. I, I still remember Dalek Invasion Earth twenty one fifty AD being a regular Saturday afternoon or something. Mm. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember yeah. in the eighty one, eighty two, or eighty three seeing them in, on a Saturday afternoon. Like yeah, I think yeah. they showed them like one week and then the other one the second week. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. Keys of Marinus. Well, uh... it's a really good story. I think it's really exciting. It's really innovative compared to some of the others on this list, though. I can't put it through no, no. If, if this was in the previous round maybe for example I might have bumped for Possibly. Keys of Marinus yeah. but I don't think it's going to win in this one and let me say even with the cushion movies as much as I love them would I, my life be much changed without them yeah probably not no I mean we've got the actual Daleks and the actual Dalek invasion of Earth right. yeah. yeah and we've got you know, Peter Cushing in lots of other Star stuff. Wars you mean yeah. when ready so and also Rogue One 
Um, they better. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he's not alive? The, the animated corpse of people. <laughs> it's, it's George Lucas's equivalent of Big Finish, isn't I'm, it? I'm thinking money. Money. What are people's families thinking about allowing their the know, money? The oh, money. Not the money. The, the money. There, there is no other. Yeah, it's just. It's, yeah. Well, it's I mean, sad. there's that story about Peter Cushing. Uh, you can cut this if you want, but there is that story about Peter Cushing when they did the the, the range of Star Wars figures. Kenner did their action figures. He wouldn't sign the, the release right. to have himself debased in plastic, <laughs> but. As soon as he passed away, the next wave they released after that. Mm. First time in an action figure. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Let's move to the keys of marriage. We've all agreed we're going to move that to the side. So now we're left with three. And the third one is Utopia, Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Lords trilogy. This is tough because they are diminishing returns. Very yes. Much. I think Utopia is the tail end of probably the best run of episodes in the new series where you've got Human Nature 2 Parter, Blink and Utopia. Mm. Which is the best episode of Blake Seven to appear in Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's got declined from the bill. Yes, true. That's true. Actually, uh, the sound of drums I enjoyed, but it's not as good. And last of the time Lords was, wow. was, was not awful. Good. It was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I would death in heaven bad. It's not quite death in heaven. Bad. It's it's on that same. You, you can approach absolute zero, but you can never quite get it. <laughs> <laughs> Is Utopia's reputation down to the last five or ten minutes? Probably. Or Probably. in and of itself, is it a good story? Now, you think about all the stuff with Derek Jacobi in there, you think about the way the mystery builds and you start to work out what's going on. I think I, I like that end of the universe sort of setting they have. Yeah. Look, I think the setting's really good. It's great. Look, Derek Jacobi's great. Always. Um, Always I, great. I would have very much liked to have actually allowed him to be the master maybe for an episode oh, yeah. or two. Before the, the, you... the massive sinking feeling I had when... He became John Sim. Yeah. <laughs> running around the TARDIS, gurning like crazy. It was... What... Talk about, you know, weeing away all yeah. that goodwill you've built up. Yeah, because I, I thought I really would have liked to have seen him, uh, even just for an episode, perhaps, if mm. they just allowed him yeah. to be the master for an episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great stunt casting from you know from that perspective, but yeah. you, you really need to capitalise on having a great actor like that, even if it's just mm. for one or two episodes. And, mm. you know, John Sim sort of redeemed himself. He did redeem came back himself. In those two. I, think, I think he was allowed to do what he wanted to do at the beginning. Yeah. That's what he sort of said. Yeah. yeah, he sort of had to be the opposite to Tennant. Yes. And we have let Johnson survive in our world enough in time. So. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Are, are we basically just all sort of getting to the point where we obviously say it's the House Damers Walker books? Yeah. I, look, I love the Cushing movies, you know, from, certainly from a nostalgic perspective. I mean, they're okay movies, but I think yeah. they're a lot of fun as well. But yeah, I mean, House Damers Walker really did just change Doctor Who research and historiography and all those sort of funny words. To the positive, I mean, it was yep. it was great. I mean, I don't even know that you could get a book books like that pumped out because I suppose back then the BBC didn't really give a stuff and didn't ask for too much money for the photo releases and all that. Sort no, of I mean, having said that, I also am very very fond of Andrew Pixley's archive features, which also contain a wealth of information. True, but they're very disparate. It's probably not as accessible, perhaps. No, as that's exactly it. Well, these are all yeah. And plus, you just got if the time of space visualizer is losing, uh, we need to jettison a large part of its memory. I think the House Stammers books we need to put back in there to uh, have some of that uh, reference material in there. Oh, well done, Mark. So uh, I'm happy to keep in the House Stammers Walkers books, Dave. Yeah, I, I yeah. concur. I concur. Okay, so House Stammers Walkers, you are through to the next round. So who's uh, next? Is that Dave? Thank you very much. So my selection from the Bowl of Rassilon is all multi-doctor stories. Oh. Oh. Doctor Who magazine. 
Mm-hmm. The Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh. Revelation of the Dalek. Yes! <laughs> so, this is... This is difficult because I think DWM is a huge wildcard. Is it difficult though, really? (laughs) (laughs) We all know where we're going, don't we, Oh, I'm not going there. (laughs) So the thing about DWM is I think everybody has their own personal classic era of DWM, Mm. which is kind of when they were the right age to really appreciate it. Like the, The issues for me sort of around 190 to about 240 where there were particular sets of comic strips in there yep. particularly news in there particular archives in archives, there they're, yeah. they're, they're special for me mm. I know if you talk to others I'll talk about those early episodes of Doctor Who Weekly which had the Tom Baker strips and all the rest of them being their classic mm. and, and you know I would, I would be very willing to say that part of DWM but there's a lot of DWM that I'm just completely indifferent to mm. which makes that one quite hard like most of it since 2005 <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I suppose you think about how you read them. I mean, I, you're right. I mean, I remember probably being about 15, 14, 15 when I first started reading Red Women properly yeah. and getting them regularly and you'd mm-hmm. sit there and you'd read all the articles. Now, when I get them, I really just skim through it, sort of pick out maybe one or two articles that I give slightly yeah. closer attention to. And then, yeah, that's... So, yeah, I know you regular read all the time team, so, you know. One and a half times, but... What struck me recently, because I've, I stopped buying it probably during the tenant years, I picked up the Pertwee issue, and I, I, I glanced through it, and what struck me was how thin it seemed in terms of the quality of the material. Mm. It, 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 it struck me that if this had been done 10 or 15 years ago, you would have got all the heavy hitters writing about the Pertwee era, you know, Pixley, you just, you, you name it. But, but I suppose you're now sort of at the point you've got to pitch it so that new series fans who perhaps don't care about the classic series will, will still read it. And, pitch, and, and, make and it's the other way as well. You, you're pitching well, it to today's 15-year-olds. Mm, and if mm. today's 15-year-olds or 12-year-olds, whatever it is, enjoy it, well, that's good. The question is, do we save DWM for the bits we like or do we throw no, it out for the bits we don't? I'm, I'm okay because I've got DWB at home. There's no denying the impact of Doctor Who magazine, you know, for many fans over many years, I mean, it's clocked up 40 years of continuous publication. So, you know, True. it obviously has something to offer to a, a lot of people. But uh, given what we have in that little group, I would be happy to ditch it. Yeah. All right. Well, we move it off to the side. Now, what do we want to do next? Well, all multi-doctor stories is probably equally difficult because there's a couple in there that I would move heaven and earth to save. I mean, three doctors, five doctors, two doctors. Look, I like it, but mm. if it goes, I'm not going to miss it that much. Mm. Day of the Doctor, again, I like it, but it doesn't have a special place in my heart. But I know it does for a lot of people. Time crash? Time crash. Time crash. Does that tip it over the edge? Well, <laughs> look, I love time crash when it happened, but mm. I haven't watched time crash in 10 years. Mm. Like no. It's not something I've put in and gone, oh, I need to watch time crash again. It, it happened, it was fun, it went. It was pretty ephemeral. Seven, yeah, nine, it was yeah. 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 Taking the piss and then move on, isn't it, really? Yeah. Look, the five doctors I love, I just, I just love. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a wonderful exercise in nostalgia, and it's a pretty decent story from a good storyteller. Mm. I'm not a, as big a fan of the three doctors as some. I think, I think the novelisation actually is better than the story, the television story. Two doctors, Dave's right. I mean, it's not a, it's not a great story, and it doesn't make great use. I mean, the, 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 the fun of multi-doctor stories is watching the doctors interact 
And I think if you look at two doctors objectively, there's not much interaction between Trout and, and Colin. No, Baker. three no. doctors is probably best for that. Yes. And look, I have a soft spot for three doctors because that was really the first time I ever actually saw Trout and Hartnell. Uh, on screen. I'd never actually seen the black and white era doctors prior to that on screen. Mm. It is, of course, William Hartnell's last appearance, so that's, yes. that's a special thing. I would err at this stage towards the Morning Doctor stories. Uh, no disrespect to the Sarah Jane Adventures, I think they are fantastic pieces of children's television. Mm. And, and when, I, when I watched the first few episodes of Series 1, I remember thinking to myself, if I was 10, exactly. this, this yeah, would be yeah. absolutely yeah, If I was a kid yeah. again, this would be, a, this would be yeah. something I'd have really got into. Yeah. Sadly, by the time I saw them, I was about 30. Yes, and, and I still thought they were good. Oh, they're still great. I still yeah, enjoy yeah. them, but yeah. they're, 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 I appreciate them more than I love yeah. them. And and I'd probably say, look, if you're a Sarah Jane fan, look, you can watch all the, the Doctor Who stories she's in, so you yeah. don't need her in her own spin-off series. No, yeah. So, so we, that, we're going to SJA out. Yeah, look, I, I'd probably yeah. Reluctantly, yeah. yeah. reluctantly, but I'd move them out. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Rob, revelation of the Daleks. You don't need to hear me extol its virtues. <laughs> I expect you like to it, no. well, What do you think of it, Richard? I really like it. I think it's very clever. I think there is some very, very good content and some very, very clever dialogue and stuff in it. It's not really a Doctor Who story. Well, um, let's be honest. The Doctor has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. No. He wanders around, a few people get killed trying to help him, and then Tarkus and Luke go and call the other Daleks in to get Davros, yes. and everyone goes... The doc, if you remove the Doctor from Revelation, nothing happens other than a few extra people live. No. That's that's the thing. I mean, look, I know it shows Eric Saywood and he, his attitude, shall we say, at the time he wrote it, or whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, it's also got Tassim Beaker. Oh, yeah. Jenny, what's her name? It's got Alexi Sale in it. Yes, yes. So Alexi. He's good in that. I, he I, is, I will he's pay good. that. He is good and, and look, I'll pay Clive Swift as well. He gives a great performance. Yes, mm. he does. Yeah. I mean, Revelation is the best Doctor Light story of the classic series, classic series isn't it? Jeez, you're coming out of them today, Mark. It's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's got Eleanor Bronze deciding that who cares about subtlety? Yeah. <laughs> let's just give the biggest performance I can yes, give. Exactly. Let's just let's just revel in it. galaxy like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love it because I mean, you you couldn't have this sort of story week in week out. It's like having cocoa pops for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week. It's no good. If yeah. you had the choice, though, if you had the choice, Revelation of Five Doctors. What would you plumb for to watch? You're going to chuck one on. You're going to chuck yeah. one on. Where would your hand hover towards? Jeez, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, well, I, I've probably seen Five Doctors more recently than Revelation, so probably just to, I would go back to Revelation just to experience it once again. There's no saving some people. I'm, I'm very easy for me, multi-doctor stories. Five Doctors, three Doctors, even Day of the Doctor. I'd go multi-doctor stories, but only three Doctors, five Doctors, and if I could re-edit two Doctors... <laughs> Two, two, four, five minutes. Let's just go. I'm just yeah, make it I'd, easy. I'll just do that. Multi doctor um, stories. I'm going to. I'd be quite happy to save the three doctors and the five doctors, and if I could save probably the bit of day of the doctor that had Tom Baker in it. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that's a point. You don't want to throw that in the bin, do you? No, no exactly. that's a bit. If I could save that bit, what do we think of day of the doctor though? As an exercise in look, I really enjoyed years. it when I saw. It. I went. I saw it in the cinema. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it when I saw it in the cinema. I thought it was fun. It moved at a really good pace. I thought it, you know, treated both the doctors pretty well. 
the whole there was that collective <gasps> when Tom Baker came on the screen, and you know you just watch all the forty plus year old fans just <laughs> just the tears slowly trickle down the face when they see but Tom. Even the moment when when Peter Capaldi just rocked up unexpectedly. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. Big cheer when yeah. you see the the, the attack eyebrows all in. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I thought he'd hit all the right notes. When I watched it again, look, I didn't get as much out of it because you sort of got a lot. You think about all the nonsense with the War Doctor, and really, you could have just gone and asked Paul McGann. You've got the stuff also with modern day unit, so there's a bit of uh, sort of um, fan wankery going on there, I think. So, yeah, I I keep the Tom Baker bit, but maybe Mm. uh, everything else. (laughs) So, what I'm hearing is three votes for multi doctor stories. Use your joker, Rob, if you want to. You are hearing that, Dave, and I will uh, accept defeat, but pluck victory from the jaws of it by throwing my joker card down to keep revelation. Right. Excellent. Excellent. There you go. Right. Alright, so we're saving all multi-doctor stories and Revelation of the Daleks. Mm. We are halfway through part one of the podcast of Decision, Ooh. and we've used two of our four jokers. So for the next round, we have Rose, the companion, not the episode. Mm-hmm. Perry. Jeez, it's a companion special. All Christmas specials. Is that including the first, first one into the Feast furnace? of Stephen? <laughs> Fire up the furnace! <laughs> oh, well, I think we have our winner. <laughs> All Chris Boucher stories. All right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Too easy. Is, yeah, that's really easy. That, that, is, that is actually probably the easiest round thus far. <laughs> is, is, any, is there anybody who doesn't want to save all, all the Chris Boucher stories? I'm happy to keep Chris Boucher stories. Do, I mean, we, do we want to at least talk through this? Or is, or, is this or is this done? Face of Evil. Yeah, Robots of Death. Image and, of the, f- and the yeah, Image of Fendal. Fendal. Three classics. Out and out classics. So, as so, I said, is there any discussion here? Or is this... Look, uh, batting if, a thousand. If, if, we, if, if we only had Series 1 rows... Maybe she would be competitive, yeah. Yeah. but series two rows comes as part of the package, uh, and okay. so she's not. Yeah, having said, had it been Rose the episode, I probably would have actually had a bit more of a. I, may, I don't know if I'll whip my joker out, but I certainly would have had more of a hard time probably getting rid of that. No, I, I think Chris Boucher is. Oh, look, I wouldn't take it over the Chris Boucher stories, but I, I do think Rose the episode, I think, as a relaunch for the series, I think actually does a remarkably good job. Mm. Yeah, but uh, look, we're not it, talking about that. So. But we're yeah, not. So. We're not. No. Look, if that second one there said Nicola Bryant again, mm. I could make an argument because Nicola, mm. I think, is a really great person. We spent yep. some time with her at dinner we at the convention back yes. in back in the turn of the century. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you look at the character of Perry; she is probably one of the most abused, mm. underutilized. Yep. Just. Just has a horrible time at the TARDIS. Mm. Nobody has as bad a time at the TARDIS as Perry does. And maybe Chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so again, you know, I, I could make an argument for Nicola. I can't make an argument for Perry. And the Christmas specials. Look, well, I'll Feast of Stephen's already lost. Feast of so already lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> what do you know, Rob? I'll tell you later. <laughs> Look, there are some better Christmas specials. There are some terrible Christmas specials. But 
look, we started where I think we're going to end. Robots of Death, mm. Face of Evil, mm. Image, Image of Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm. Like, we're not throwing them out. Yeah, Christmas no. Carol is a very good Christmas special, but I definitely have Robots of Death any day. Yeah. You know, so I'm repeat watching them now. So, very easy to uh, decide, I'm afraid. Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. likewise. Yeah. The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe? Ooh. No. I mean, no, I that, some of those Christmas specials are really awful. Mm. I mean, like the, the one that you've mentioned that I can't remember. They're supposed it's to celebrate terrible. Christmas, the, the, aren't they? Twice, twice Upon a Time is not very good. No. Um, it's just, is it the next Doctor? Oh, yes. yeah. That, the first 20 minutes is that, great. That was good until Durfle Kerwin turns up, basically. Yeah, plus, yeah. plus you've got the, the cyber shaggy dog things. And yeah. the cyber that, king. The cyber the king that? that no one remembers afterwards. Yeah. It's storming no. across Victorian London. Yeah. Just, All right. Well, I, mean, we can... I know they're meant to cele- help celebrate Christmas, but they, they just Look, really drag it down. I, I get in the English context of watch them on Christmas afternoon in the winter. I get it. And you're full of Christmas lunch and half drunk. Yeah. yeah. Who gets drunk at Christmas, though? What is this about? The English. English You've got nothing better to do. It's snowing outside. It's dark by three o'clock. All right. Well, that was quite an easy one, then. I think it was, yes. It's me. All right, Rob. So I've delved deep into the uh, bowl of Rassilon. God almighty. The caves of Androsania. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Resolution. What's that? That is uh, Jodie Whittaker's uh, New Year's New Year's special. New Year's oh, special. No wonder no one knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the invasion. Ooh. This is like killing Bambi. Peter Capaldi. Oh no! Who <laughs> oh. <laughs> put these questions together, Dave? <laughs> Some monster. <laughs> Alright, well, are there, any, oh. are there any we can. Resolution, uh, next. Well, resolution, right? <laughs> I've not watched it, so watched that says something in itself. So, Resolution, out. I have watched it, but I didn't remember what it was called, so. <laughs> I will say in its defence, it's probably the best episode of Doctor Who in 2019. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling it, Dave. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it, it can't hold a torch to the other three. No, so. Oh, Jesus. Again, we have the caves of Androzani, the invasion, and Peter Capaldi remaining. Oh, wow, that is hard. Wow. That, is, that is that is hard. I like the invasion. I really, do. I love. The I invasion. love the invasion as well. Packer. Packer. However, caves of Androzani. However, Stone Cold Peter classic. Capaldi. However, <laughs> the greatest Doctor you know of what? the uh, new series. Let's ring Capaldi up and ask him which one he really. <laughs> See, I must, and maybe it's because I haven't watched all the Capaldi ones, and plus there's all the crap with Clara. I, I actually, he's not my favourite of the new series Doctors. That's still Eccleston. So speak heresy. No, Eccleston's still my favourite, but Peter Capaldi is very close. Yeah, and particularly Peter Capaldi in his last season. I yes, really yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah and for me that was because it wasn't surrounded by all the crap with Clara. So yes. he, he wasn't helped by Clara. He wasn't helped by just that asshole personality they gave him for about his first yes. four episodes. Yeah, yep. which he took a long time to really shake off yes, properly. He did. When will a showrunner allow the, their lead actor to play the role as they want to play it, and not as something you know again? I mean, and good from the start. Yes, like where this this idea that I oh, will start off playing it not as good as we can, but by the end of it we'll be playing it good. Won't that be a wonderful revelation? No, play it awesome from the start. Mm. Is that Colin? Colin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's strangle someone. That's funny, that? <laughs> oh, I, after I've been in the role for seven years, I'll finally be a really good, fun doctor. Well, got a bit of a spoiler for you, Colin. <laughs> You're not getting seven years. You're lucky to get seven minutes. Get three years. <laughs> and, and look, the same for Capaldi. I remember saying at the time, okay, his first episode was a bit um and ah, but they all are. But into the Dalek, he's just a prick. 
Yes, mm. he is. And and I was really put off by him. And I know a lot of our friends were. He ended up being a great doctor, as mm. I say. He's, he's, but it he's, took it took two two and a half years. Yeah. And even then, there were stumbles in his last series. I mean, that that middle three episodes. Then the story's not him. Yeah, I think yeah. he was fine. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, oh, he ma- he's like Trout, and he makes anything watchable. While the three Troutons that remain. He makes any, you know, like you can put a Capaldi on and they're watchable, mainly for his performance. But he's However, apart, apart from, from the Dalek one, Dave, yes. And definitely. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, this reality. <laughs> Encasing your grandfather in a bloody suit. Uh, look, oh, my vote, God. and it's very, very tight, would be for the invasion, but I'll be sad to see any of them go. I'm going to use a Joker because I haven't. Oh, well, well, so we're, oh, is Capaldi out? No. If I had to pick one, I, I would pick Androzani myself. So would um, I. Yep, I'm with Richard on that one. I'm going to keep Androzani, but I'm also going to play my Joker on Capaldi. Did Dave have a vote in this at all? It was <laughs> invasion, wasn't it? <laughs> well, well, look, I'm, I'm voting for the invasion, so yeah. I think Androzani gets through okay. two, two to one to one. Yep. And yeah. You're going to play the Joker on uh, PCAP yeah. as the youngsters say. Yeah. Oh, yes. the invasion's going. Yeah, well, I think there are probably better Cyberman stories. And you can Most watch, of it's gone. And you can watch Kevin Stoney and other stuff. <laughs> is the invasion the best story in Tratton's last year? Or is the War uh, Games being re-evaluated re-evalu- about? War Games is major re-evaluation. I, I think the invasion edges really out the War like, Games. I really mm. like the War Games. Mm. I have watched it in the not-too-distant past. There is a bit in the middle where it really stops for about two episodes where they're having to re-explain the plot and they're sort of having sort of like episode 7, 8 yes yeah. Yeah. Terrence Dix yeah. and Malcolm Hawker arguing about what's probably, probably <laughs> next the bottle where stops and run out <laughs> yeah it's Sunday morning at 4 <laughs> where are we going to get another bottle <laughs> you're a communist you'll find some vodka <laughs> and don't pay for it either uh, what is the best so we're all saying out of season six, the War Games is the best story. Would you no, say? I think the invasion. I, I, like the down, invasion. But yeah. I do like the invasion, but I mm. think there are better Cyberman Kevin stories. Kevin is great, isn't he? He, he is. Fantastic. He's fantastic, huh? and I think he really anchors the story as a whole. Mm. Yeah. So that's just a side conversation. I, I think we're saying we regret kicking out the invasion, but we didn't even talk about Case of Androzani. We just assumed we were. <laughs> It's one of those stories, I remember a couple of years ago, I just put it on thinking, you know what, it can't be as good as people remember, and it really is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, there's, there's one or two missteps. I mean, the, the, the monster does look dodgy, and yeah. the way it's depicted it a couple of times makes it look really obvious yeah. that it's just a man in a suit. Yeah. It, it's also unfortunate in hindsight that where you get Shara's Jack being creepy and rapey around Perry, yeah. I think it works really well and is appropriate to the character in Androzani. With the benefit of hindsight, knowing that that's going to be sort of Perry every second story for yeah, the next two and a half years, that's a shame. But it's, that's not Andrew's fault. No, no, of course not. No, no, of course not. no. And it, look, does anybody disagree? It's Davo's best performance in the role. Oh, easily head and shoulders. I think he's very good in Frontios. Yes, yeah, that's, that's very the good other in Frontios. One. I wonder if when they release the season twenty-one Blu-ray set, they'll uh, include as a special the Australian edit of part four. All of all of that, three that would be really cool. I have got it somewhere. On, uh, I have got it on a disc somewhere. It would be interesting just to show the rest of the world what the censuses of the ABC thought <sighs> could actually be aired to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on YouTube. Right, okay, sorry. sorry. Invasion unfortunately joins a lot of Trouton's episodes. Yes, in the I've, I've still got a Joker, but I might save it for the last couple of rounds. But Rob, there's a backup somewhere in Wigan. Mark. So, yep. So the bowl will wrestle on over to Mark. Uh, season twenty-four. Bye. That was easy. Season 8, classic. Ooh. 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 Okay. Where have the order on? Mind of Evil and some other stuff. Yep. The Demons. Oh. Oh. 
The Planned Season 23. Canine and Company. Meow meow. That um, that became really easy real quick. Okay, so let's start with Season 24. Time and the Rani and some other stuff. Paradise Towers is a great script. Yes. And I, I actually agree with what um, Gareth Roberts has said about Paradise Towers. If that had been made with the Russell T Davies tone meetings, mm. where all the different departments actually got together and made sure they're all making the same story, mm. that would be really, really good. Because the script's great, mm. the costume's great, but nothing to do with the script. The set designs are great, but don't match the costumes. The acting is not in tune with any of it. Like all, all the bits just don't come together. But I think there's yeah. a really good idea there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Delve with the Batman, I've come to appreciate as being fun. I, I loathed it when it first came out. I loathed it for a very long time. Well, I still loathe it. I can't stand off of the Batman. For classic who, it is the only time I've ever turned the TV set off. So wow. Paradise Towers was, was for me, that was the same thing. Mm. Paradise pa- Towers episode 2, I turned it off. Mm. I really liked Dragonfire. Which was on as I wandered in this afternoon. But... But is, is Dragonfire just because it's the okay script in another yeah, fairly ordinary so. series? No, I think there's a lot going on in Dragonfire. I think you can really start to feel Cartmel's influence in there. The performances are great. The characters are great. The music is... I mean, it, I, I still Dominic say Dominic, Dominic yeah. is the best composer mm. in, the, in the series. Mm. Uh, look, look, I can make a defence for season 24, but I certainly can't put it above season 8, so let's just accept that. Just for people who don't know, the first couple of stories of season 24 effectively did not have a script editor. Is that correct? No. Oh, uh, actually... Uh, well, Time and the Rani certainly didn't, because that no. was just... That was thrown together in a game they wrote the script. And it was too late for Carmel to do anything about it. Yeah, I think Carmel literally just sort of, you know, fixed the grammar. Yeah. But, but that was about it. He didn't tried it? to, but was mm. a lot of pushback from Pip and James. And the second saying. story? Well, I think the other thing was it was just that rush. He'd had to go into production, so yeah. there's only so much, you know... Paradise Towers was Carmel. Okay. But Because uh, yeah. he, he sat down and he, I think, maybe even pitched the, 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 the J.G. Ballard... High rise, is it? High rise, yeah. yeah. High rise, I think yeah. she sort of pitched that to Wyatt, or, or they came up to it in a consultation. Mm, mm, mm. But again, it was rushed. Yeah. Um, well, the whole season was rushed, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm. But look, season eight, as you said, Rob, Terror of the Autons, Mind of Evil, mm. Colony in Space, The Demons, and I've forgotten one. Axos. Oh, okay. Axos, And there's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Axos, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Axos. Not a fan? No. That, that, okay, that no. to me is by far the weakest in that no, season. No, I'm not a fan uh, of Axos. Well, there's usually a not so great episode mm. in that classic series season. So, oh, Look, of those three that are remaining, season eight, I mean, the, uh, I think we've all read up on what the planned season 23 was going to be like. And I suppose the Nightmare Fair is probably the standout. But Mission well, to it's Vegas. probably the one. Nightmare Fair is probably the one that that was most progressed. I think yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. the plug so was pulled. So that's six weeks away, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's why it sort of coheres more. You know. I think Mission to Magnus, as it stands, isn't very good. No. But it would have had at least one more, if not two more, proper edits. Mm. The concept's not bad. Sill and the Ice Warriors both work very well when they work well. Mm. The Ultimate Evil, I think, sounds pretty terrible. It was a pretty mm. terrible book. It was a pretty terrible book. Yes. Mm. And then you sort of got the ones that are very sort of speculative. Yeah. Like the, the, the note on the back of the envelope. <laughs> None of that season excited me. Well, having said that, all that stuff where they're running around, like what's the Gallifrey one, where they're running around dressed as Hasidic Jews at the arms market or whatever yes. it was, that just sounds like utter yeah. Uh, yeah. So I yeah. think I think in summary, season 23 is is not worthy of saving for this particular no, exercise. No, no. no probably not. No. So, in and the bin? It I definitely was in the bin first time around, so the second so, time I'm in the bin. <laughs> any, anyone want to stick a hand up for K9 and company? Uh, no. No. Resolutely, no. 
I suppose it does have its has its charms, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. The music. <laughs> 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 Again, I remember being what probably about twelve when it was on here and being quite excited that it was a spin-off and it was another sort of pseudo Doctor Who episode. Yeah. It was shown three years later, wasn't it? Here, was that right? Like, it was shown eighty four. Uh, shown here, uh, just not long after they showed the Five Doctors here, I think. Yeah, it's eighty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So late, late, very long. late eighty three, very early yeah. eighty four. That's interesting because I didn't see it until it came out on VHS. Right. Um, I think I saw it on telly. I can't remember. I've only seen it twice, and I think it's enough. Really. <laughs> Look, season eight is a classic season. Yes. I'm happy to admit it. I think there's there's a couple yeah. like like there's there's arguably three standout classics in that. Yeah. Ordon's Evil and Demons. Yep. Colony I really enjoyed. Yeah, Colony classic, good. but it's really good. It's good. So yeah, solid. I think yeah. we all agree. Yeah. Season yeah. eight. Yeah. Um, the great man. Hi. All right, we have one round to go, and we have one Joker still in play. Yeah, I only hope what's in the bolt's not. <laughs> Some people say there's four Jokers sitting well, on the couch here. Oh. Hey. Seeds of Doom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All classic era Sontaran stories. Mm. The Weeping Angels. Uh, Inferno. Oh. Well, okay, I'll play. He's if got we, a joke okay, left. If, 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 we, if we vote for Inferno, I'll play my joke for Season Doom. The other two. Right. <laughs> no, this, this discussion is now ended. <laughs> Time Warrior, though. I love the Time yeah, Warrior. Yeah, but I mean, it's taking yeah, it's but, 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 yeah, I know. But it's Inferno and Seeds of Doom. I'm trying to generate discussion, Richard. Ty- but, yeah, but saving the Sontaran stories also means saving the invasion of time. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Which one is Doctor? Doctor. <laughs> Hello, Doctor. I've got an email. Yeah, look, once again, I love the Time Warrior. I really enjoy Sontaran Experiment. I think it's a good yeah, two-part good. story. Yeah. I quite enjoy Invasion of Time, and it's got the part four cliffhanger. Yeah. Two Doctors <laughs> we've already dismissed, but <laughs> it's Inferno and Sontaran. Sontaran. We can't have to watch again. This discussion is ended. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does anybody can't... want to defend the Weeping Angels? They are the I've best used. monster, I think, of the new series. But well, badly damaged by Moffat's insistence on bringing them back time and I think... Blink is a great story, but I really didn't like the second one. And the third one's terrible. Yes, and the third one is pretty ordinary. So, but as I said, this discussion is ended. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I guess it really doesn't matter which one we vote through and which one you use the joke. No. We're saying Inferno and Seeds of Doom. They are both top ten stories. Yes, for me. like yeah, lit- literally, yeah. no hyperbole. Yeah. They yes. are top no. ten stories. For yes, yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, Inferno and Seeds of Doom. So we're left with the final list. So we have Inferno, obviously, and Seeds of Doom. Peter Capaldi. All Chris Boucher stories. Of course. Revelation of the Daleks. Yes. The Horns of Nymon. Sound the Horns of Nymon. Captain Jack. World Enough and Time and the Doctor Falls. The House Stammers Walker Books. All Multi-Doctor stories. The Caves of Androzani. And Classic Era Season 8. That's actually not a bad mix. That's not a bad mix. Well, then, the 12 items that we've got through, actually, as it turned out, compared to the last time we did this, that's actually quite a lot, good mm. mix of stuff from across the series. I agree. Including yeah. across the new series. Yep. Um, I'm still a bit sad about the invasion, but... It's okay. Well, the Cushing movies. Oh, well, we'll be back in a moment for part two. Well, 
now move on to part two of our podcast of decision. This is a slightly uh, less tense round where we're going to pull out six topics from the Bowl of Rassilon. Each calls for a top three something. And then we'll just chat about our personal picks for those top three. And at the end, we'll then pick one of those topics and we'll do our group definitive top five. So, Rob, do you want to start us off with our first top three topic? So I'll just pull it out of the bowl. Yep. Top three Doctor Who villains. <laughs> Kevin Stoney, Kevin Stoney. And um, Paul Darrow. Michael <laughs> <laughs> <Now>, Gray. <laughs> what, what makes a good Doctor Who villain? What instantly comes to mind? I mean, Magic Mavic Chen and Tobias Horn. Yep. yep. Sutek? Yep. Yes. Harrison Chase? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other ones? Davros? Davros, yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The Master? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charles Jack? Is he a really bad guy, though? Or is he more just misunderstood? Anyone who wears leather and, you know, yeah. sexually <laughs> salivates over uh, Perry, mm. clearly a villain. What about from the new series? New series. They don't really go in for villains quite in the same way, do they? No, they don't. Who was that fellow who created the Cybermen in the alternate universe? Oh, that was... Uh, Lumi. Roger Lloyd Pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lu- uh, that was a, it was a great character, terribly cast. Oh, oh, yeah. um, well, I suppose you've got the... What's what's the woman with the eye patch? Madame Kevorkian. That's Warfare. the one. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 Well, she's a villain. I just think she had to be a great villain. I just said she is, is, is a villain. Is John a... Lumick wasn't a great villain either. <laughs> I'm just pulling something out of my head that I thought... Oh, <laughs> I mean, is there, a, is there a reason why this new series may not have instantly memorable villains? I don't know. It, it... it doesn't really do that sort of a plot quite as much, does it? You know, that, that mad scientist or that evil from the dawn of time. Well, Fair got the guy in... Um, there's a guy in the bunker in Dalek. Oh, yeah. The American he's, he's collector. American. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he's good. Well, going, I didn't say they had to be good. I just said no, no, he's, he's a villain. villain. He's a villain. No, but he is. But, but I mean, how many times is the new series, you know, technology gone bad or a misunderstanding, you yeah. know, those sort of things. It's a very different sort of thing, whereas old school who a lot of the time is just, here's a bad guy, the Doctor needs to bring them down. Yeah. Hell no, would be on my list. I mean, and yeah. look, and look the, the running time, I mean, you get to see Davros develop over six episodes in Genesis yes. of the Daleks, whereas... You know, our Roger, Mr. Lumic, Roger Lloyd Pack is what one, two episodes at most. I mean, it's, lucky, it's hard yeah. to get a sense of who they are and why they are. Yeah, why they mm. are. Yeah, but I, I would agree with some of the earlier ones that you mentioned. Sutek definitely is, is a great, a great idea and a great representation through um, uh, the actor's voice, whose name escapes me right now. Gabriel Wolf. Gabriel Wolf. Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Davros definitely. Yeah. Tatoxel as well from the Aztecs. He's really good. Tatoxel is very good. Yeah. That's a very human villain. Yeah. Someone motivated by their religion. Yeah. That's actually Um, really. Yeah. So I'm actually going to pull a very similar one from my top three. I'm going to have Tagana from Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have Magic Mavic Chen. And I think I'm going to have to go Sutek, the Destroyer. Um, It's a parents. I would go Sutek. Probably Davros. Mm. Particularly if I can just choose the Michael Wish one. But right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cancelled out the others? The, the problem with the later Davros is he, he's more ranty and shouty yeah, than yeah, the later yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, I think the Michael Wish of Davros. What about Julian Bleach? Yeah, actually. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. I think he's really good. I think he's the only one that can really hold a candle to Michael Wish. Of all four who've played the role. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to go for the Master. No. I might go for... I might go for Tobias Vaughan, actually, for my third. Okay, so you've got Vaughan, Sutek, and... Davros. Davros. Okay, not a bad pick. Hmm. I'll go 
Davros, I think Michael Bush's performance is, is utterly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you got NIDA? Oh, NIDA. Such a toady. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, we'll go with Davros. Uh, we go any of the Peter Miles characters, they're all pretty good. They are, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Davros. Sutek. Sutek is really a fantastic creation. And Sherry's Jack. I mean, he's more, you know, blighted by circumstance. If he'd not been sort of thrust out into mm. that tunnel and burned horribly from head to toe, he wouldn't be motivated by revenge and hate. Hate keeps him alive. Yes. Like, uh, mm. yeah, so those three for me. Or Harrison Chase. Well, Harrison Chase is really good. Scorby. Scorby, you know, if you were going for sort of secondary villains, yeah. then you'd go with someone like Scorby, you'd go Scorby yeah. and Parker and a few others like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Actually, that, that, that's yeah. a good topic. Good second, top three secondary Doctor Who villains. Be okay. unsteady on your feet, Doctor. I must. Yeah, <laughs> Mark. I'm going to go and be really quite boring and go for Davros. We'll go for the Michael Bisher incarnation. Um, Sutek, that voice is very chilling, and it's no wonder they brought him back for the. Uh, the tenant two parters that the name escapes me. The demon and the Satan pit. Yeah, that's yep. the one. Yeah, the beast. Um, sorry, the, beast. the beast. They call it. Yeah, the beast. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I was it. I bring Sutex gift of death. Chilling. I like Harrison Chase as well because he's mad bonkers. Yep. And but still has that touch of uh, villainy about him, where um, you know he's, he's he's on the verge between madness and uh, more madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bonkers. So Sutek four votes. Yeah, that's pretty incredible given the diversity of the, the range. But that is an awesome performance. It yeah. is an awesome performance. It's flawless. It really it is. is flawless. Even mm. the hand on the cushion to keep it down. Is, uh, <laughs> even even <laughs> the design, I think that yeah. the, the the design of the mask that he has for most of the story mm. is just really weird and evocative and yep. interesting. And the look, I know now we look at the face that he has when the mask comes off at the end, and we sort of go, okay, that that's a bit a little bit sort of yeah. Weird, but as a kid, yeah. that was terrifying. Mm. And he's just powerful. Yeah, like he's just everything you want a villain to be. In, and that, that thing you say where he's powerful, uh, Dave is right because the, against the Doctor is basically, you know, you can't face him directly. You, no. see, you see that moment where Sutek imposes his will on the Doctor, and the Doctor is in absolute agony. Yes. Um, and for if you're watching as a, an eight or a ten or a twelve year old, your hero is helpless mm. against Sutek's might. Um, and that, that makes Sutek even more memorable. Yeah, it's frightening. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, it's really good. I think a couple of us mentioned Kevin Stoney characters, mm-hmm. yep. and that again is just the performance there. They're yeah. both very good but very well written. Mm. I threw Degada in because I think that over the course of seven episodes, you really get to know this character, yep. and he's very clever. He, he basically outwits the Doctor on several occasions, and it really comes down to a sword fight at the last moment yeah. to, to get him, but you really feel what this character is, and I think that's what makes the difference. Mm. Right, Mark, do you want to give us our next top three topic? Drum roll, please. Um, top three non-fiction Who books. The 60s. The 70s. <laughs> the um, <laughs> oh. No. Um, um, I'm going to make an early bid here for David Banks' Asylum book. Excellent. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm very fond of the discontinuity guide. A celebration I like. Mm-hmm. Mainly for nostalgia reasons, though. I mean, a lot of it's in, you know, probably inaccurate now, but it's actually as a first yeah. attempt at a non-fiction book, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to get that J. Jeremy Bentham book, the one that he did. Oh, the early years? Or? The early years. That's yes. The one. I've, I've never yeah. managed to get my hands on it. I'm not quite sure what it's like, but it, it looked intriguing when I held mm. it. Uh, Lars Parkins' History of the Universe? 
I've really enjoyed. But yeah. I'm, I'm a particular sort of fan that likes all that future history stuff mm. and I, I was continuity stuff. Fortunate yeah. enough to pick that up when it was effectively just a, like a fanzine itself, and it, right. it blew my tiny fan mind to have all that information. These up to about what about fourth or fifth, fifth edition of that because it's now called A History. Yes, through um, um, Mad Norwegian. Yes, press. Mm. Though whether Lance is involved in that himself or whether they're I don't are, know are they who does it now. I, I've got the sort of big blue one that okay. came out. That's quite a while ago now, yeah, but definitely out of date now. Yeah, certainly the '60s by House Stammer and Walker. Simply because I don't think a lot of people were able to get their hands on that sort of yep. early information. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, you know, lots of photos, pretty well selected photos as um, well. The technical manual. I love the technical manual. Certainly, as a young fan, I, I really I love the technical manual. Yeah. I was very excited when I got that. That was yeah. very exciting. To have um, that. And that would also put things like the Dalek book or uh, Kane on other mechanical creatures. Mm. Probably mm. Um, the original Doctor Who monster book. Mm. What about the making of Doctor Who? That was Terence Dix, wasn't it? And Malcolm, was, Malcolm. Yeah, there was Malcolm Hock and Terence Dix, and the other one I think is really Terence Dix with some input from Malcolm Hock. Oh, okay. So because there's the there, there's the Pertwee one, and then there's the sort of slightly dumbed down one, which the is junior the, Doctor the Tom, Who, the yeah, Tom Baker yeah. one, Terence Dix yeah. with Malcolm. Hulk's pen. Yes. <laughs> what about the book that looks at the making of the TV movie? I Regeneration by Gary Russell. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. That's, That's pretty, that's pretty okay. comprehensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's Transcendental Toy Box? I must admit, was one I spent a fair bit of time with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like those About Time series. They're quite good. Yes. You know, there's obviously one of more than one, but um, mm-hmm. they're quite well, the, I think the original two contributors, I think those particular books are the better ones. Yeah, Tapwood. Uh, I think we've got Mad Larry's involved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does somebody want to kick us off with their list? All right, I'll go with Doctor Who: A Celebration, uh, the Cyberman, because it is truly excellent. And the third one would have to be. I love the Stammers and How stuff. I'm actually going to go with with the Vault, which is a oh, yeah. Marcus Hearn uh, 50th anniversary timer. I think yeah, that actually, is, that that's is pretty good. The Vault. Really yes, good I, I yeah. did pick the Vault up. That is pretty good. Mm. Oh. I'm going to be fairly obvious with two of my picks. I'm, again, like you, Mark, I'm going to go with the Cyberman. Mm. I'm going to go with the 60s because, mm. I mean, that, that just was a definitive mm. work on yep. a favourite part of the show for me. And just one that I personally really loved and that, as I mentioned, was the History of the Universe. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Doctor Who monster book, probably from one that I really liked when I was young. Yeah. Um, there were two of those, and I must admit, when I was a young fan, I poured over them a lot. And that would also put cover stuff like the... the uh, came out of the mechanical creatures. I'm going to go with the 60s because I think that is just such an excellent book. And uh, as we've said several times, it really redefined, I think, the, the reference book. Mm, absolutely. And for my third one, I'm very fond of the Cyberman book. But I'm actually going to go with... I'm actually going to go with House Transcendental Toy Box for the third one. Because, yeah, I, I did spend a lot of time with that. And I did bring a box load of them out here to, to distribute to people back uh, back when it was first published. So money is influencing your choice, Richard. <laughs> no, not at all. But that, I, I do have some pretty fond memories yeah. of, uh, of, of uh, working with that book. Yeah, and it's a book I have gone back to several times. So, hmm. And Rob? So, Big Finish put out a book well, maybe 10, 15 years ago now looking at their you know their, their first set of episodes. So it was a, mm-hmm. it was a look at those uh, Big Finish plays and everything behind the scenes. I can't quite remember the name of it, but um, anyway, it's to do with Big Finish. I'll go with the Cyberman. I remember picking that up secondhand and really, really enjoying it and being captivated, um, like a fan usually can be, by the timeline that uh, David Banks had constructed and all that sort of an attempt to put hardback or paperback. Uh, only paperback, man. And the illustrations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also have the hardback mark, but yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and to go really old school and way, way back, the Lafissias uh, oh, episode. Oh yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes. that's right. Which, um, yes. 
uh, unique in their own way, but as uh, again, as a fledgling fan, uh, really keen. Yeah, to, they were really a Bible yeah, back in the early days. Keen to understand yeah. you know, the show's history. Just, um, just basic stuff like cast list, episode lists, mm. yeah. dates, yeah. Yeah. Sort of and thing. synopsis. Oh, yeah. 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 They've forgotten about them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good, good choice. That's Thank you very much. Very that's good, my yeah. three. topic I'll oh, pick out and it is top three cyber stories yeah, <laughs> I think Dave's going to go for the invasion I'm definitely going to <laughs> go for the invasion <laughs> so we can save it now the okay. invasion for me is an easy pick mm. tomb is an easy pick yeah. Gershock and then I'm going to have to work hard on the third one because Moonbase is a contender Earthshock is a contender I'm fond of revenge, but I don't think I can make it top three. Tenth Planet is probably a contender, mm. so I'll start by saying Invasion and Two, but I'll have to you have to come back to me for my third um, pick. I would go Tenth Planet. I would go Earthshock, and for my third one, Silver Nemesis, Rise of the Cybermen. <laughs> <laughs> World enough in time. That, that actually would, yeah, that would, be a, that would yeah. definitely be a contender. Yeah, that's a contender. Yeah. Well. Um, and actually, yeah, actually, yeah, I might go with that one. Actually, that'll, that'll be my three. Ten, ten Planet of the Shock and uh, World Enough in Time. Hmm. I'm going to go for uh, no surprise from me, Earthshock. I think it's literally. You haven't yeah. trotted that out at all today, have uh, you? <laughs> five, five Doctors. Oh. Really Except they cut out the Simon going on the special edition. <laughs> So I have found the ones from the TARDIS. Yeah, I have found the ones <laughs> from the TARDIS. Um, so, Earthshock, uh, definitely the invasion as well, Dave. I totally agree with that. I'm quite fond of Wheel in Space, but it does drag a little bit. I am actually going to go for um, Revenge of the Sidemen. because it's a comfort. It's Comfort Doctor Who. That yep. and Death of the Daleks yep. is, is the uh, Comfort Doctor Who for me. And I do like Revenge. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, yeah. The stuff in Wookiee Hole is really, really... Yeah. I think yeah. that's really, really well done. Or as done. the uh, social, social justice warrior fans call it, Wookiee Hole. <laughs> oh, no, oh, you've got to cut that you, out you, Dave. You, you have just been itching to slip that joke in, Oh, I've got you? plenty more today, Dave. <laughs> My three stories... Tomb of the Cybermen. Yep. Look, it has its flaws, but uh, it, is a, it is a really well-realised story. It and is I think so effective at what it does. Yeah, I, and I, think that, I actually think the novel is better than the visual, but okay. <laughs> That's alright. Yeah, that's mine. Trouton's fantastic. When I picked up that issue of DWB that had the, the Tomb logo, logo on the found. front, and you know, found, and I, I was just electrified by that, that sort of that, that news. Um, I'll go with you again, Richard. World Enough and Time and The Doctor Falls. I mm-hmm. think that, that's a really effective use of the Cybermen. You tend to find that they're not really well... I mean, the, the essential horror of what they are... Mm. And how they come to be yeah. tends to get mixed. Mixed. What about, um, what about Army of Ghosts and Doomsday? Well, other than the uh, the cliffhanger, <laughs> pretty forgettable. Really, pretty forgettable, I mean, yeah. it's just 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 cannon fodder. It's just <laughs> not very good. And I think for its impact on me as a youth 
That's right. Because you know, I, I don't. You know, prior to that, I'd only seen Revenge of the Cybermen um, on high-grade people on the ABC. <laughs> and it, look, it's a really strong, effective story. The, the direction is really pacey. Yeah, excellent. Um, don't say that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look, Adric's death, you know, was shocking at the time. It mm. really had an impact on me, and I well remember watching the silent yep. credits roll. Yeah, likewise. It's um, still quite affecting now. I was watching the Blu-ray yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and did you ever cry? I was a little bit like, oh yeah, because actually, it's actually alright. Matthew Wardhouse is actually okay. Yeah. Given a good script, he's fine. He's alright, yeah. He, yeah. he has some terrible. Like, he's before, we're diverging a little bit here, but for the Doomsday, yeah, like, pretty. the stuff he has to deliver there, yeah. Yeah, not really awful. It's terrible. But, like, State of Decay, he's fine in that anyway. We divulge a bit, but. Uh, yeah, so they're yeah. my three. So I started with Invasion and Tomb for the reasons we've discussed. I'm yep. actually going to make Moonbase my final one. Moonbase. I, I know Moonbase has copped a bit of criticism and you know, the more people see it, the more they find holes they can punch in it. But it really captured my imagination when I was mm. young. It still does. The Cybermen are very creepy. They are seen to be very threatening. And, and there's just, you know, nothing mm. beats a cyber army marching across the lunar surface. No. I, I remember... Years before I saw it, having read and reread the novelisation, yeah, I do remember really, really enjoying the novelisation. Really yeah, I, I was probably a little good. underwhelmed when I actually saw the two surviving episodes, but... Um, part 3, I think, is the strongest of them, though. Mm. That's actually got a lot of the action in it, and it's a shame that Part 3 doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going for three of the Trouttons. I think they're, they're really good there. Very good. Richard, our next topic. Okay. All right. Top three directors. Oh. Well, we're all going to say Douglas Canfield, aren't we? Yeah, let's let's just all agree Douglas Canfield, shall we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My number two is very easy, and that's Peter Grimwade. Yep. Graham Harper is obvious, I suppose. Graham Harper's not on my list. Interesting. I like what Graham Harper does, but I think he's a bit of a one-trick pony. He does that trick very well, and that's that fast-paced, edgy action down with the camera sort of thing. He's very good. Like, I'm yeah. not dissing Graham Harper. Mm. But I think there are other directors that did more interesting things over a larger body of work. Body yeah. of work. Who's the director that only did Eccleston stuff? And is it Joe Ahern? Yeah, Joe Ahern. Yeah. yeah. Joe Ahern would be a contender. Yeah, I wasn't mm. going to say Keith Bowick, but um, he's really Ahern good. worships at the feet of Harper, though, doesn't he? There's a, there's a bit of Ahern, a bit of Harper in Ahern's mm. work. Oh, for sure, but it's it's updated. Mm. There is another. Um, Director from the Eccleston Tenant years. Who's name? Eros Lynn. That's him. Yeah. yeah, he's quite effective. Didn't he do um, the one set in France in the at Versailles? He might have done it actually. Yeah, I think he did that. Yeah. Which one? But he also did the End of Time. So you know. But then again, so did right, right, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel Calloway has to be in there. Yeah. yeah again, not to diss her, but is she doing brilliant work with very good scripts? Like she's been throwing really good material. Yeah. She does a great job with him. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking her down. She's a contender. Mm. Still, she has to visually realise those those stories in a, in right. and, and draw draw the performances. Um, David Maloney, Maloney's solid, but I don't think he's innovative. I don't think he's top three. No, um, Michael E. Bryan. I was about to say Michael. Yeah, e. Bryan. I, I, he'd probably be on my list. I think. Um, mm. Probably doesn't. Also, heard that we've watched a lot of Black Seven work recently. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Black Seven's podcast, Richard. No, and right. no. What's that? <laughs> I liked um, Nick from the new series, Nick Curran. I thought he did a really mm. good job. He did Day of the Doctor, but he also did some really sort of standout episodes of um, Matt Smith. Oh, well, we can go on Sane or um, um, Theo Martin. Not um, Richard Martin, no. No? No. So for my third pick, I've said I'm having camp food, I'm going to have Grimwade. 
I'm going to go with Alan Waring, who mm. did some of those Lady McCoy ones. Yeah. And at a time when like, there's just no money. And there's no interest. And there's no interest from the BBC. <laughs> no, that's right. He's delivering some really, yeah. really well-directed mm. stuff. Mm. So Waring, Grimwade and Canfield for me. Mm. Douglas Canfield. I am actually going to go with Michael E. Bryant. Yeah, yep. And for a third one... Well, I was going to say Joe Hearn's probably number four. I, I just can't, yeah, I just can't I, get I him across. Joe, I, I just Joe can't get him Hearn. above the other three. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Joe Hearn then. There you go. All right. Campfield, Harper, and as a nod to the new series... We can have Harper there. As well. I didn't think Harper's work on the new series was particularly good. I, I think it's good, but it's... Time's caught up with him. Correct. Yeah. I think he's yeah he's now where everybody else is. Yeah. Yeah. And Rachel Taylor Lowe from the new series. We'll just yeah. Ponker and she's all right. It's a worthy inclusion. Yep. Yep. George Benton Foster. I'm gonna go for uh, Alan Blomley. Mervyn <laughs> <laughs> <Nervin> Pinfield. <laughs> hey, Tim Coon. Tim Coon. Tim Coon's good. Tim actually, Coon. Tim Coon would be high on my list. Actually, Tim Coon's pretty good. Tim Coon is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, he just was not very good at keeping the back. <laughs> no, apparently not. No, uh, look, I'm gonna be boring. Camfield definitely. Grimwald, uh, Grimway definitely. Um, Harper, yeah. No, actually, I'm gonna go with Nick Harron from the new series. I think his his stuff's really is really very good. I think if Harper if Harper had a third set of episodes in the classic series, that might have cemented him even further. Mm. I think if he's if he's supposed to be Batterfield like he was asked to, mm. I think it would have. I don't know, cemented him higher, really. Yeah, bodies of work do help me. I mean, Paul Joyce is very, very good, but it's one story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, next Excellent. topic, Rob. Me. Right, here we go. Top three master stories. I don't know, World Enough and Time the Doctor Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Survival. Yes. Yep. Uh, what's a really good Delgado one? The, the Demons is very good for Delgado. Frontier in Space. Well, Frontier in Space is well, very good. Well, he gets his cliffhanger in, uh, in The Demons. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Frontier in Space sea is Devils? really good. Sea Devils is good. I mean, he's good in Terror of the Autons. TV movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he did dress for the occasion. Oh, thank you very much. Diddly Assassin? Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think I found my two or three. <laughs> well, go ahead, Rob. Well, yeah, Deadly Assassin made a real impact on me when I read the novelisation that covered yep. with, the, with the, the Master's face. Yep. Uh, survival, like you said there, Dave, only, I think, gives the performance that he probably always wanted to give. Mm. It's yes. subtle, yes. it's restrained, it's not time flight, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cash Revolver. For that five minutes, I've just reached and touched the sun. Derek Jacobi in um, Utopia. He yeah. briefly burnt very bright, didn't you, Rob? He did. Ours, ours are going to be very similar then, Rob, because I'm also going Utopia. I think that's the best master story of the new series and should be in the list. Yep. Mm. I'm also going Survival for all the reasons you said. It's a great story, but Ainley is just the master he should have been all along in that. Mm. And I think I'll put Frontier in Space in as my Delgado. Yeah. There, there has to be a Delgado on the list Absolutely. in my view. For sure. yeah. And I think Frontier in Space, look, he's been playing the character there now for three years. Mm. He's He's got the charm. He's got the menace. It's the master on a galactic scale. Yeah. Uh, it's the master not being defined by the doctor. Yeah. It's actually just a scheme that he was doing anyway. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the doctor's rocked up. What a coincidence. <laughs> so, yeah, they're my three. Frontier, Survival and Utopia. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly Survival, because I, I do think that that is easily the best of the only master stories. Really? Well, I think so. What, 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 King's what, Demons. Well... Actually, I, was, I might as well give you my list while we're talking oh, about on, your you stuff. So, oh, you interrupt him. Yeah. Sorry, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's all right. In terms of Delgado, I would mm-hmm. probably plumb for Mind of Evil. 
mainly mm. because the plot you just mm. talked about the the, you know, the um, galactic uh, influence and what he's trying to do on, on a global scale what the master's trying to do is obviously bring around a world war and trying to play off um, the different uh, countries against each other so I think he's, he's thinking a bit more a bigger term in terms of using Earth against each other uh, Logopolis I actually think is a very good performance for mainly he hasn't got to the King's Demons part of the role yet. He's still very uh, fresh in it. He's and um, he's also been. Well, come on, time flight's the turning point. Like, ah, uh, I think the, lot... the low point. Surely, he's terrible in that. Like the script's can bad, anybody, but Andy's not doing can anybody with save it? it. No, but he's not. He's not doing any good either. Like no. he's giving a terrible performance to a terrible script. Like he's not lifting it. No. I mean, I mean, and I'm not just talking about, yeah, okay, nobody can do the shirah shirah nonsense, you know, justice. <laughs> but that, that stuff where, you know, you get to the dramatic conclusion where the Master and the Doctor swap circuit boards. Like, you know. Top quality shots. Yeah. Stuff. They've gone to a swap meet. Well, whilst, <laughs> well, whilst the companions are busy repressuring a tyre. Like, it's not the most exciting adventure. Pump harder! <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. They brought it all back. So look, Mind of Evil, Logopolis, and I will plumb for World Nut and Time. But are you doing that because of the master or because it's just a great story? Actually, you're right. Actually, what the last Because that would be the problem I'd have with yeah. I would easily go for that. Yeah, actually, survival. It's a I think survival's story. pretty good too in terms of his um, shenanigans. Um, Alright, well, I'll go, I'll go for survival. I'm going to stick with survival. Uh, for Delgado, I'll go for the demons. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. He is very good in the he demons. He is very good in the demons. And as I said, he's important enough in the show at that point he gets his own cliffhanger. Yes. And for the third one, as I just said, I would very much like to go World Enough in Time, but that's not really because it's a great master story. So I'm going to go for... It's a real pity that they revealed that John Sims was coming back in the role at that yeah. point. Mm. It would have been great if they hadn't have done that. I'm actually going to go for Deadly Assassin for the third one. Yep. Very fair. Good choice. And our final top three, Mark. Top three historicals. Ooh, okay. The Massacre, the Mythmakers, and <laughs> one other. Aztecs. Marco Polo, Aztecs. <laughs> Massacre. Well, are there any new series ones that should be in there? I mean, De- Demons of the Punjab would be one that I would put up there. Mm-hmm. Having recently watched Fires of Pompeii after visiting Pompeii, that was better than I remembered it. I don't think it's going to be top three. Oh, yeah, Is that pure one. historical, though? That's a pseudo-historical, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So well, by that, if you're having that, I'm having the horror of Fang Rock. So. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I concur. Well, is this, is this where we um, Kobayashi Maru and say anything prior to 2019 is technically an historical? <laughs> uh, look, if we're going pure historicals, and yeah, probably in the spirit of it, we should. Marco Polo and Aztecs are very easy picks for me they're both very very good stories and I would probably have to go the Romans in terms of just pure enjoyment in terms yeah. of just reveling and in, and throwing the characters into a historical world yep. and just exploring that world I think it, it does a really really good job so look I mean it, I've said many times the Hartnell historicals are some of my favourite parts of the so. They're really the only historicals if we go on pure historicals. So. Um, Highlanders? Oh, so two. <laughs> so Aztecs, Marco Polo, Romans for me. Aztecs, The Massacre, and I really enjoyed The Mythmakers when I listened to it a year or two back. The Mythmakers is a really clever script. It yeah. is. It's a very... Yeah. I mean, yeah. any, any 
episode that has the t- title "Small Profit, Quick Return." Yes, with with the spelling mm. pun in there. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not Thomas. really a historical in the sense that you know. I'm not sure that all of these particular characters actually existed in history, <laughs> but um, it clearly is set in the past, mm. and there are no aliens. Yeah, I, I just really enjoy the writing, and it's and up until the point where everyone starts getting slaughtered in the it, last episode, it changes tone really, really <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah. Tonal shift is yeah. massive. Um, yeah, and yeah, it does have that part three cliffhanger. Woe to Troy! It's too late to say woe to the horse. <laughs> I'm going to go the massacre. That's a very well-written story. It is. It is. Um, I, I have to say, I don't know whether to be one that would be that great if you could see it, because I think it is just people standing in rooms talking. It's yes. very good people standing in rooms talking. I mean, a lot of Shakespeare is just people yes. standing in rooms talking. In, indeed, but... Um, Sir, there's a battle happening just off stage over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll go, I'll go that. I'll go... I'll go to the Aztecs, because at least that's one you can watch. And, I, and I'm going to the Aztecs. Ah. Um, Oh, Temple yeah. in uh, February. There you oh, go. Very good. Yeah. And just because I want to be perverse, I'll go to the smugglers. Is there no love for the Crusades? Oh. Now, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, Crusades, Crusades is very, very good. Crusades is very, very good. And I have been to the ancient port yeah. of Jaffa. Well, maybe I'll take that actually instead of the smugglers then. I'll take the crusade instead of the smugglers. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. That crusade should get a mention. Marcus? The Massacre, the Myth Makers. Yeah, I could go for Crusades as well, because I, like, I do like them as four-parters. But then again, I do like the scope and the epic nature of Marco Polo, the seven episodes. So Marco Polo that covers half a continent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty... And it's over a seven-month duration, you know... And, and the, the twists and turns in that are really good. Like yeah. they, they go to different locations, they have different problems they have to surmount. New characters get introduced mm. to keep it interesting. Mm. Yeah, you know, they finally get to meet Kublai Khan, which again changes the story again. I, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of yeah. Michael Polo. I will say though, if we were being slightly more generous with the um, criteria and allowing very slightly pseudo historicals, Demons of the Punjab would be the new series pick. I would throw in the mix. Well, in that case, I'm having horror of Fang Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not having that... time flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's very historical. <laughs> historical. <laughs> well, City of Death does have an historical component. component. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> very handy. Yeah. Uh, look, there are six topics. What we'll do now is just have a musical break while we decide which one, as a group, we're going to do the definitive top five. And we're back, and we've decided to go with top three Who villains. Yep. Uh, because we think there's a bit of scope to really sort of thrash out the bottom end of that top five. Now, mm-hmm. I think there were four votes for Sutek. Yes. So can yep. we lock Sutek the Destroyer in at number one? Yes. I, I think, think he's locked so. in enough already in uh, the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> there were three votes for Davros, and I was the one who didn't have Davros, but I'm very happy to include Davros at number two. Yep. Okay. So then I guess we have to thrash out three, four, and five. Mm. I would contend there needs to be one of the Kevin Stoney ones in there. Yes. Which one? Mavic Chen or Tobias Vaughn? So I picked... Tyron. I would argue for Mavic Chen, both in terms of the scale of the performance and in terms of the 
way that Stoney takes him from here's just the guy running the galaxy to here's the guy who's working with the Daleks to here's the guy on the mission chasing the Doctor and getting a bit crazier to just his performance in part 12 where he's just like turns it up to 11 and he's just nuts absolutely (laughs) just flaming nuts whereas Vaughn is a great performance and a great villain but it's very very steady yeah even though he has those those peaks where he just loses his cool and he yeah. screams at Packer, but it's a very steady performance. Mavic Chen's, I think, got a lot more going on there. Mm. So I'll, I'll plump for Mavic Chen to be yeah, three, four, five, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm cool with that. All right, so we've got two left. What, two left? Malin Tekka, Paul Darrow. <laughs> just for eating the furniture. Because well, it's Paul Darrow. That's Paul Darrow. <laughs> the other great man. Yes. Uh, I would actually go for Stotzi from Caves of Androzani. No? I like the character, but is he as is good he, as... Uh, probably not. Um, well, what, what's, what's right? We had Harrison Chase. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sill. Yeah. Is Sill a villain or a monster? Well, I suppose he... I thought he'd always be a monster, monster, wouldn't he? He's a monstrous yeah. villain. I, he, mm. He's sort of considered to be sort of the monster of the Colin era. Because mm. the Colony era doesn't really have that many monsters. No. Apart from Michael Ray. The Valiard? No. no. The Rani? No. Just throwing out names there. <laughs> 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 um, who, who would you pick from the new series as a villain? I don't. There's nobody from the new series that really sort of resonates. It's, it's not that style of show. No, I mean the only ones that sort of really would be the family of um, the family of blood. I mean, but, yeah, but, yeah. Tim I mean, Shaw. Yeah. You know, I, can I can I put Helen A up as a contender? Yeah, well, I think that's yeah. a really good performance in an yeah. underrated story. I think. Mm. What about Hilda Winters from Ooh, Robot? Would you, that's, would you, a, that's a good Would you rather have her than Helen A? You know, I probably would, actually. Yeah. That's a really strong yeah. performance. Very really strong performance. And um, and the rationale yeah. behind what she's doing is actually quite clear. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have Hilda Winters in the five. I'm hmm. down for Hilda. So if we're saying Sutek, Davros, Mavic Chen, Hilda Winters... Who's hmm. the lucky fifth one? Is Harrison hmm. Chase the fifth? Certainly very memorable in a memorable, memorable. story. He certainly holds his own. I mean, Boss is really the computer, isn't it, really, in Green Dead? I put forward to Garner at the start, but what about Tatoxel? Tatoxel's actually... Yeah. yeah. Is there anything from the Davison era? I'm struggling to think there. There are some good monsters in there, but... Like, um, Monarch? Monarch, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, Hindle, yeah. but he's more unhinged, isn't he? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> Um, Barusa, <laughs> Barusa in the five doctors. Yeah, look, I guess I put it out there. Litton, can you guys beat Tatoxel? No, Litton's good. We're not, we're not going to chuck the master in there. No, no, no. It's a bit obvious. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the master's got some great stuff, but he's also got some not great stuff. Great, yeah, <laughs> the Black Guardian. No. But what's he do? Shouts. Yeah, yeah, sh- yeah. Yeah. Like, like Valentine Dale is great. But, but what does the Black Guardian actually do yeah. other than, I can't be seen to interfere? We'll, we'll sort off then. Mm. I don't yeah. think you can beat Tatoxel. Tatoxel. I think Tatoxel. Mm. I mean, the villain from the... Was a guy out of The Awakening? He's quite effective as well. But I think in terms of... I think Tatoxel... D- Dennis Lil. Yeah, Dennis Lil. Yeah. I can't remember the character you play, but um, he's mad as a box of frogs. Yeah, but it's The Awakening. Uh, George yeah. Harrison. George Harrison? Hutchison. <laughs> George Harrison. <laughs> Hello there, Doctor. <laughs> so I reckon Tatoxel is a very good. Yeah, so yeah, we're saying, so we're saying, Sutek, Davros, Mavic Chen, Hilda Winters, and Tatoxel. Yes, or Harrison Chase. With Harrison Chase as the runner-up. Yeah, as a backup singer. 
I'd probably have him instead of Hilda, Hilda Winters. Winters I would agree, actually. Yeah. yeah? I would. I'm, I'm going for Hilda Winters. <sighs> oh, decisions, can, decisions. We've just changed the rules and making the top six. Make it a top six. <laughs> <laughs> make it a top there you go. We're, we're putting them both in. We're having a top six. <laughs> so there we have it. Our definitive top six Doctor Who villains. Sutek, Davros, Mavic Chen, Hilda Winters, Tatoxel, and Harrison Chase. Yep. Fantastic. Very happy with that. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming on board again. Absolutely. That was pleasure. a lot of fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, audience, I hope you enjoyed it as well. We'll no doubt do this again at some point. Absolutely. Now, 42 to Doomsday, where can we find that, Mark? Thank you, Dave. 42 to Doomsday can be found on uh, iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spotify now, apparently. We're still getting our money from that. And also, we've got blogs, Facebook, Twitter. Just type in 42 to Doomsday. Yes, that's where you can find us, Dave. Thank you very much. Wow. And don't forget, you can hear Richard and I on Spaceful, a Blake 7 podcast. And indeed, you can go back and hear the four of us on the Goodies Pirate podcast, which is a complete run of Goodies episodes. Yes. But until next time, I've been Dave. I've been Mark. I've been Rob. <laughs> Sorry, you threw me off. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Richard. And we'll speak again soon. You've been listening to The Doctor Who Show, the podcast where too much Doctor Who is barely enough. Subscribe to us on iTunes or listen through the website at www.thedwshow.net. Write to us at hello at thedwshow.net or send us a quickie on Twitter at thedwshow. Facebook.com forward slash thedwshow is also a good place to find us if you're so inclined. Our version of the Doctor Who theme arranged by George Locke. Look him up on YouTube, folks. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Doctor Who, all names and sounds, and any other related items are trademarks and or copyrights of the BBC. All other trademarks and trade names are properties of their respective owners. The official Doctor Who website can be found at www.bbc.co.uk forward slash Doctor Who.